Have we forgotten what we were taught as kids? Sometimes I wonder. I'm going to show you how to operate in the spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifers? Glad you joined us. What a week I have had. What a week we have had in this country. I'm recording this a couple days after the elections. But then again, you could probably say that for the next year or so. I'm recording this a couple days after the elections because it feels like... Forever. 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 It just keeps going on and on and on, but I had a very powerful weekend with a bunch of incredible teenagers and young adults last weekend up in the North Woods, and we did a retreat, and it was fantastic. And I flew home because I have three more weekends that I have to be gone, all in the Minneapolis area, and I knew I didn't want to be gone a month, so I I flew out there, did that several-day retreat. And then I flew back home, and I knew I only had a few short days to get done what I needed to get done. So, of course, you got your honey-do list, right? But now I've got, a, I guess I've got a father-in-law to-do list, which I'm absolutely excited about, that my my amazing, my only daughter now so far, my daughter-in-law um, actually asked me if I could help them put some stuff up in their new house that they just bought. And I was elated to do that. Um, but then um, I knew I had to get all this stuff done, like the lawn, and I still have to get that mowed before I fly out tomorrow. And, and I had a fantastic week. Um, I did it right. I feel like I did this week right. My old self probably wouldn't have. Um, I would have been too worried about getting everything done. But I'm learning that worrying about it isn't, I mean, this is really dumb. Like I said, have we forgotten everything we learned when we were children? Uh, But here's one thing that I've learned over and over and over again. And, you know, I was going to say it. And then as I started to say it, it just sounds ridiculously simple, right? But it, it, sometimes the simple things in life are the most difficult for us to, to get a handle on. And I know this is just, this is just brainless. I mean, this is, this is a no duh moment, but I've learned to, you know, it, it, worrying about it, it does not help. It only makes it worse for me. So when I start thinking about not only the honey-do list and the, and the daughter-in-law do list and all the yard work and stuff I have to get done before I fly out for, for three weekends. So I've got to make sure that's all finished. But on top of that, I, I've still got to put out the podcast and the, the IGTVs and the Facebook and videos and all that stuff that, that needs to happen. We're putting out a lot of content at Happy Life Studios because I, I feel like the world needs a lot of content right now. And uh, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to feed, like we said last week's podcast, we're trying to feed people's parasympathetic. So that's what we're doing. We're putting a lot of stuff. So you add that on top of it, and I'm only home for a few days. Um, I was almost overwhelmed going, I'm never going to get this done. So you know what I did? I just kind of relaxed. 
and I didn't try to get it done. I just let it happen as it happened because on top of that, I knew that I needed to recoup from the weekend. So when I speak at a retreat, when I, I don't just speak, I just don't go through a, a put together a few speeches and do them all year long. And whenever I go to a place, I try to pattern what they need to hear. And I often ask God, what do you want to tell them? What, what do you want to show them? And I wait for God to reveal that to me. And then I put together something. So it takes a little bit of energy to put together something. I spend more time on what I'm, how I'm going to say what I'm going to say than what I'm going to say. Cause what I'm going to say is, it's simple. You know, you're going to make it. God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. It's going to be okay. We need each other. Right. But how I say it is what's really important. That's, that's whether it's, this thing is going to stick or not. So I have to put a lot of energy onto how I'm going to say what I'm going to say. But when I speak, if I do it right, in my opinion, when the person's speaking, if they're just spitting out information, then that you might as well go read a book. Right. But when you speak, if you're speaking correctly, in my opinion, life comes out of you. When I'm coaching, life comes out of me. Energy comes out of me. Happy comes out of me. Confidence comes out of me. Wisdom comes out of me. And when that stuff comes out of you, it will drain you. When life comes out of you, when you're pouring life into somebody else, when you're encouraging somebody else, you're pouring courage into them. For you to pour courage into them, courage needs to come out of you. I'm not saying that I become afraid whenever I pour courage into somebody, but I will say this is I'm more susceptible to fear. I'm more susceptible to anxiety. I'm more susceptible to a lot of the negative emotions because I have been drained emotionally because I've given out emotionally. And not everybody does that when they speak, but I do. So on this trip, I realized that I also have to get myself caught up. Not only do I have to prepare for me leaving, but I also have to get myself caught up, you know, doing all the washing and all that stuff and repacking all that stuff. But I also have to get caught up from the past weekend because I know that I'm going to be gone three weekends and I'm going to be speaking over half of those days. And I'll be speaking somewhere. I'll be pouring out life, pouring out courage, pouring out. And a lot of people right now need a lot of that. They need a lot of parasympathetic, to quote last week's podcast or the last podcast we did. I don't know when I'll get this podcast out because I'm traveling so much. I mean, every weekend in November, I'm gone. And so I'm going to get these podcasts out as quickly as I can. And I'm still at home. I'm going to fly out early tomorrow morning. I'm trying to get this recorded in my studio because it's just easier because I've got a microphone here all set up and all that type of stuff. So part of my whole thing is what am I going to record? And I, I've got, I just got a mismatch in my head uh, of all this stuff that I, uh, uh, a hodgepodge, I should say, of stuff inside of my head that I want to talk to you guys about. And I've been trying to think amidst getting everything else done and amidst getting myself refreshed and try not to overthink it because um, I need to recoup myself and get myself ready to hit back out there again. So I have something to offer people. Well, with all that going on, I'm trying to figure out how to put a podcast together that you guys are going to enjoy and all that type of stuff. And I haven't been able to put together a concise format. I know some of you are like, uh-oh, right? Because you never know where my brain's going to go. But I do have a bunch of things that I want to say, a ton of things that I want to say. And I don't want to ramble on and on and on, but I do want to get some main points out. And so with all the stuff that I got together this week, it's been a fantastic week because amidst all that, I was able to help out my son and his new bride of, of three years now. I was able to help them out. I was able to, um, my wife won't know this yet, but when she comes home, She's been looking for these particular curtains that she found, a couple of curtains that she loved, and they were on sale, and they were really cheap, but she really loved them for the house, but she didn't have enough for, for all three windows. She, she was one window shy, and we searched the store that it came from. We searched every store in our area. I mean, we, we spent hours looking for those curtains, and the other day when I was driving around, I thought I should you know check out one more store that I hadn't checked out yet, and the curtains were there. I didn't even tell my wife. 
Um, I bought them and I actually put them up for her. So when she gets home, I don't know how long it's going to take her before she realizes that the uh, the white curtains aren't there anymore, but the gray ones that she wanted are actually up there. I can't wait for that to happen. I'm super excited about that. Then today, I got, I got out the IGTV and I got the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast out and I felt really good about that. And all of a sudden, a buddy of mine called up and and I said that he was stranded on the side of the road. He He got a flat tire on his truck. And so I asked if he needed some help, and he said, yeah, because we were going to go grab something. He asked, first, he asked me if I wanted something to eat, and then, then he called back and said he got a flat tire. So on the side of this highway, man, we're trying to change that tire, and I happened to have a jack, and I went out there, and I did that. And then, and then he took me out to eat afterwards. It was very kind of him. And, and, uh, and, uh, but, and, and there's a lot of other stuff that, that have gone on as well. But you know what? Despite the fact that I only had a few days to recoup, a few days to do the honeydew list and the father-in-law to-do list and the, the Happy Life Studios to-do list and to recoup myself. In those few days, you know why I did it right? You know why I feel good? Because I did all those projects for those other people. That just made me feel good inside. I think that's the point. I mean, oftentimes I, I, I can get so this, – this computer screen I'm staring at right now and thinking of you guys, and I have to think of you when I'm staring at a computer screen and, and, and recording this. I wish I could do this – record it live in front of a bunch of people because it would be a lot different. I, I function better that way. So I picture you guys in my mind while I'm speaking to you and just staring at this, at this, <laughs> at this, at the screen. But this computer, it sucks me in sometimes, and I find myself just going from – since my son is home – from college and COVID hit and he had to leave where he was living. So now he's staying in my office. So my office has now moved into my bedroom, which I'm absolutely fine to do because I love having my son at home. I absolutely love it. I love being able to help him out. And, uh, but if I'm not careful, I can find myself just going from the bed straight to the screen, straight back to the bed again, because there's so much stuff that I need to get done. But I like the interruptions in life for 20 some years now, I've been wanting to write a book called The Accident Driven Life. Because like 25 years ago, 20 years ago, something like that, a book came out called The Purpose Driven Life. I agreed with with a lot of stuff that I read in that book, but I feel like we're heavy on the purpose side. We always want to purpose everything, and, 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 I, and I get all the size of that. But I'm saying the things that have happened in my life that have been good are more often, hey, they happen by accident. I mean, I didn't plan them. I didn't purpose them. They happened, and I responded to them instead, like today. When my buddy got his flat tire and I had to go help him on the side of that busy highway. But when we got done, you know what? I felt good. And that was an accident, a literal accident. His tire got flat. He had to pull over on the side of the road. And uh, we could have gotten a bigger accident actually trying to fix that on that busy highway. Uh, But we got it done. And it just felt good to me. I didn't purpose that because if I would have purposed it, I never would have said, hey, while you're trying to get – I still have to get packed yet, right? And I still have to get my the rest of my lawn finished. I still got a few more things that I got to do. But – but he happened to call just right at the right time, right when I had a break. But I never would have purpose. hey, make sure that you help somebody else out. I never would have purpose to go to my son and his, his wife's house last night to work on some projects over there at their house. But my other boys got to come with me. My wife was away on another trip, but my boys got to come with me. And afterwards, we went out to eat, and we hung out with them, and we're laughing, we're hanging out, we're having a good time. And I'm just watching my boys. I'm watching my family, my new daughter-in-law. I'm watching them all hang out with each other. And it just felt great, but I never would have planned to put that in. In fact, when I started thinking about it, I started to get nervous, like, I'm never going to get all this stuff done. But I'm learning to just let it happen as it happens. And in fact, the very fact that I'm recording this right now, and I haven't even watched my, my team was on, on football was on the other night and I haven't got a chance to watch it. And, and when I leave here, I'm going to go down there and do that. But 
back to the book concept. You know, I was wanting to write a book called The Accident Driven Life. And I beat myself up over that because I needed to write that book when Purpose Driven Life was written because it would have been awesome to, to everyone's reading. I mean, it was the number one book. It was a, a bestseller and everything. That would have been time to jump on it. And if I put out The Accident Driven Life, oh, I could have just written that wave, right? But now, a couple decades later, I still haven't written it. But I got this thought in my head. And it was telling me, Steve, you have written a book. You've written a book on people's lives. You've written a book on people's minds. I don't, I'm not very good at sitting back. I, I've got a couple book ideas inside of my head. And I got more than enough information to put some books together. Um, we could even take all the podcasts and make a book out of the podcast, honestly. But that's just not, that's not my style. I, I'm a one-on-one person. I'm not a written person. Even when I speak, I don't have notes or anything. I, I'm just, I'm a face-to-face person. But you know what? I've been writing on the paper of people's lives and their brains and their hearts for a long time. I've been writing my book for a long time because the accident-driven life isn't just some some concept. It's a, it's a way that I live. And I think if we're going to write a book, it needs to be about how you actually live. You know, you got to live what you talk about. And so I, I got this really encouraging concept that, Steve, you have been writing a book. And maybe your book isn't like everybody else's. Maybe you don't have a book and it's not printed out there like a lot of your friends. That doesn't mean that, that I'm a failure. And my friends would never say that either, that I've written the books. But in my mind, I was making them because I want to write the book and I've never got it written yet because I'm just not built that way. But boy, I spent thousands of hours in people's homes, in their minds, in their hearts, in coffee shops, and everywhere I travel, there's always coaching that goes on, whether it's formal or informal. And I've been writing my book on, on the parchment of people's lives for years and decades. And you know what? We all have. We're all writing some kind of a book. The question is, what kind of a book is it that we're writing? That's a turn by the kind of life that we live. We're all advertising for our lives somehow. When I'm being a, a grump, when I'm being crabby, when I'm being angry, when I'm being mean to people, when I'm being rude to people, I'm writing a bad chapter at that moment. But when I'm happy, when I'm thinking about others, when I'm putting other people in front of myself, when I'm helping somebody change or tire on the side of the road, he was so grateful that I did that. And to me, it wasn't that big of a deal, but to him it was everything. And I know what it's like because I've been on the other side of that before where someone came to help me and I don't know what I would have done if they didn't help me. And so that was a, a good chapter that I wrote this week. Another thought that I had was, was when we were kids, I mean, one of the things that I learned, and this, this fits right along with writing a good chapter or a poor chapter, and your book isn't done yet. You might've written a few bad chapters in a row, but I got news for you. The book's not done and we still have more chapters to write. So another concept about what kind of chapters we write is when we're kids, we learn all sorts of stuff. Like we learn that it's important to take naps. Oh, what a great lesson. That one I'm actually living out still. Um, But another thing we learned was to be good sports. And we didn't just learn how to lose well, but we learned how to win well. I was horrible in Little League. I always played right field because no one ever hit it to right field. They always put me in the middle of nowhere. I was horrible. I was was like a commercial, you know, where the kid always hung his head because he didn't catch the ball. I mean, I had one hit in all my several years of Little League. I don't know why my parents put me in Little League. It scared the tar out of me. The hit, I closed my eyes, swung the bat. And when the ball hit, I was so stunned. The whole, the coach and everyone was yelling, hey, he's run. Hey, I didn't even know. I've never run to first base or second base in a real game. I didn't know what to do because I, I never got on. And I hit the ball by accident. It was an accident-driven life. <laughs> and, and, and so I was so bad at Little League. But when we lost in Little League, 
And when we won in Little League, we still did the same thing. We get together in a circle and we'd say two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? And we'd yell out the other team's name. Could you imagine if we did that? Could you imagine if the Democrats got together? In a, and don't go getting, don't go writing a bad chapter on me right here. I don't know if you're Republican or Democrat. I don't know if you're right or left. If you're liberal or conservative, I don't know. And I really don't care, honestly, because my goal right now is. The election's still up in the air. The president's still up in the air. But I'm making a goal of mine that no matter who gets in office, whether it's the guy I want in the office or it's the guy I don't want in the office, I want to be at peace with it because they're not God. And my life isn't reliant upon them. I want to be bigger than that. I want to do like I learned as a kid in Little League. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? We yell at the other team. Could you imagine if a bunch of Democrats got together? Could you imagine Nancy Pelosi and and I don't even know who all the names are, but you know got together and said two two four six eight who do we appreciate Donald Trump, yay, <laughs> dude, that cracks me up about as much as Donald Trump and Mike Pence getting together and going two four six eight who do we appreciate Nancy Pelosi who will probably choke on their coming out of their mouth they probably choke on their own words but I want you to think of that with me would that be hilarious or what I mean but why don't we do that anymore? Not only that, but we'd always have to walk in a straight line. And we'd have to face the other team that just beat us. And we'd have to say, good game, good game, good game. We'd high-five them or shake their hand, high-five them as we walk by. Good game, good game, good game. And I, I don't feel like it was a good game because I lost. So it wasn't a good game because I lost. But yet I was still, everyone did it. Because you learn how to be a good loser as well as a good winner. When you're a winner, you don't gloat. And when you lose, you, you congratulate the other team. Which takes me to a couple happy lifers that I saw this last week on social media. And they were two ends of the spectrum politically. And they had this discussion. And one was throwing out the right and one was throwing out the left. And both of them had very good points to say. But in the midst of it and at the end of it, they were complimenting each other. And one of them said, hey, congratulations on on your achievement and congratulations on this and thank you. And yet they were just disagreeing with each other strongly, not rudely, but they were disagreeing with each other. There were opposing viewpoints, and yet they still had time to thank each other. And all of a sudden, my heart inside just relaxed. It just got happy. And I realized something. I realized that what's making this so bad, it's not the politics. It's not the COVID. It's not. It's everyone getting at each other's throats. And when I say everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but there's a lot of people out there, and there's a lot of leaders out there that are just being rude to each other. And the the hypocrisy going on in our politics today. I mean, both politicians have bad things about their lives. Both of them have done stupid things and both of them have done great things. I'm talking about our, our, our presidential candidates right now. Both of them have done great things. Both of them have done powerful things. Both of them have helped our country and both of them have done stupid things. And yet, instead of saying, I did stupid things too, good game, high five, good game. Good game. Hey, that probably wasn't the best move, but good game. Good game. Instead of that, they're accusing each other. And they're doing exactly what the other person just did a week ago. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't get That's the part that wears me out, is that we want to blame other people when we're doing the exact same thing. And when I saw those two happy lifers getting along with each other on social media, disagreeing with each other, but doing it peaceably, what that did for my spirit... It just made me feel good inside because it's not about being right or wrong. It's about being loving. It's about being kind. It's about being generous. It's about being happy. 
Like we said last week, man, if you're holding the sympathetic and you live a sympathetic lifestyle, the fight or flight response, you're always trying to get in fights, you're always trying to push people's buttons, you cannot live in the parasympathetic because when one is dominant, the other one's submissive. And the parasympathetic, that's that's the, the happiness of life. That's the, the peace of life. That's the, everything that just works automatically. You can't be happy when you live in anger. So as we're kids, man, we learned how to be good sports. Can we learn how to do that again? I'm old enough to know that there are times when, when I heard somebody say this about their 85-year-old grandma the other day. They said that the grandma said, you know what? Back in the day, if, if our person didn't get elected as president, they were still our president. And this 85-year-old lady was saying, boy, it's just so sad because we're just not like that so much anymore. I tell you what, the Bible says, though, you're president one way or the other. If you want to do what God wants you to do, this is in the religion spirituality area of podcasts, right? If you want to do what God wants you to do, God says to support your leaders. And that's what we should be doing. We should be, listen, whether I like that president or I don't like the president, he's still my president. And we're not going to get anywhere by disagreeing with each other. One day I'm going to have to do a, a podcast on, on Ecclesia and how the Greeks ran government way back in the day, if we, we, what we could learn from them. But I don't have time to get into that right now. But I think it's time for us to say, whatever happened to the day when we say, what, if your guy doesn't get elected, you say, well, I'm sad he didn't get elected, but we congratulate someone who did. Hey, congratulations on your guy getting in there. Um, way to go. What about that? High-fiving each other, saying, good game, good game. I lost, you won, good game. You lost, I won, good game. If we could learn to be kind to one another, that pays dividends like nothing else. And so does anger. So does rudeness. So does meanness. And don't say one political candidate is worse than the other. I'm telling you, we're all mean. We all got that streak inside of us. It's just time to stop comparing ourselves to other people. I'm not as mean as them. Or Besides, I can't control the political candidates, but I can control me. And I want to say good game. No matter who gets into office, I want to say good game. And I'm going to support them. That doesn't mean I have to agree with, with what they're doing, but it means they're my leader. I'm going to follow them because you reap what you sow. And I want people to follow me even when I do things that they disagree with because they love me and they care about me. And I think it's time we get back to the love. We get back to the kindness. Then we'll get back to the peace and we'll get back to the hope and we'll get back to the happy. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy and you will be happy too. Thanks for listening to all my crazy thoughts. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Steve Ace.